You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, episode 32, star number one and number two. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. The Savage Fincast Retro, uh, the show that ain't no seafaring samurai. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I'm Mark Welzer. Hey, Mark Welzer. I feel like we're at a point where I can stop acknowledging that you're a guest host, <laughs> uh, as you've been on several episodes at this point. You're practically a regular. Um, but, but it, it, it good... always feels nice to get an acknowledgement and an introduction from you, Jim, so I, I, I'll take it. It's always Just great to have you Just in case people on. forget who I am. We can't consider him a regular until he completes the hazing process. Yeah, we gotta beat you with bats. Well, I'm halfway there. But uh, this is the Savage Fincast Retro, the show where we go back to the past and look at all the uh, interesting and cool Savage Dragon and highbrow production-related comics in approximately uh, publication order as best we can manage. Uh, which is why we are this week covering Star Issues 1 and 2, which came out simultaneously as last uh, episode's uh, Super Patriot Liberty and Justice 1 and 2. This this entire period of time is going to be quite the congestion of titles. Now, some would say we should probably just stick to one, since these are all short miniseries, but I say no. No, we're doing it my way, because I'm the boss. I I started this ship. I'm going to run it straight into the sun. It's my choice. He's a passionate one. Captain's not always right, but he's always the captain. But uh, yeah, we're going to be covering Star, which is very, I would say, probably the more uh, interesting series to cover because a, I've never read it before, so it's new to me, which is which is which is which is cool. Uh, I believe Craig has mentioned before he has no recollection of what happened in this series. (laughs) Yeah, I think Uh, we're going to find out why too when we talk about it. Uh, I will. It's a really interesting as I read the first issue to realize that Star had only appeared once before this, and that all the stuff with like his identity had not yet. Because again, I'm coming this from a perspective of I've already read Savage Dragon. I know what Star's deal is. Well, he had shown up a couple times between the miniseries and here because there was he showed up when during the possession, uh, which was a. What, 15, 14, 15 of Savage Dragon? Well, he showed up in the miniseries first, right? With the long hair. Yeah. Right. And then okay. he got burned off. And the, it was burned off in a backstory in right. issue two, I think, of the regular series. Did Adam Hughes or someone drew that? Okay. That so he's actually. He, good, right? He, no? he has been Rob around. Haynes, maybe? Oh. But do we know. Who he is in no, Dragon at this point? No. That is still a mystery. Like my, there's Man all was. these like but false Peter flags. Clapton has shown up in 
Savage Dragon. And, yes. and we've and we've seen that he had his hair burned off and his leg broken, correct? In in, in Savage Dragon, because he, he would have got, so. got his leg broken when uh, possession happened. Yeah, I, and uh, right. Right and so, but no, so, this is we don't know his secret identity yet. We don't know Chris who Chris Robinson is yet. This is kind of his debut in this series. Yes. Although there was that wasn't there a backup about the whole hair burning thing? Wasn't there? Yeah, a yes. we fought Inferno that was in Savage Dragon Two. It didn't it very that, short. And didn't that show Clapton burning his own hair off to maintain it, his identity? Did no. but it's well, it's in the regular book though. Yeah, it's in the like regular f- series, there's like a something on the news where it's about like Peter Clapton was in a fire. Okay, so and then you see him in his hair short. Yeah, so we don't actually see him. We don't see him burn his own hair. We do in a flashback, and I think in Savage Dragon thirty one. Okay, or 32. so that's, that's further in the future then. So at this point, it yeah. is, we are meant to believe Peter Clapton a star. That is yes. that is the seeds that have been planted. So this yes. this is not this is not like a telling us something we already know story. No, unless you're a listener that doesn't know, right? Right. <laughs> but you should. You're reading this for the first time. But there's but lots that's... of trickery in this book around. Yeah. But I I I'm kind of in the same. Um, Craig, did you read this when it came out? Uh, not when it came out, but I read it when I got back into draft. Like I, I took like a big hiatus and then I got back in right before the Savage World. Okay. And I went back and like bought everything at that time that I could get my hands on. And I must've read it about that time. Yeah. I didn't read it when it came out either. Cause so, um, I think all three of us already knew who Chris Robinson was. Yeah. yeah. When we read this. Because a lot, a lot of the stuff it got rehashed in. I want to say it was Dragon Thirty One. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember what that, issue. I'll believe it. Yeah, it was right when when Dragon came back from Hell, and he had those tiny arms, and there was they kept cutting back to Chris Robinson's, and some of the pages from this miniseries were redrawn by Eric, and that so that's when I learned about it. So when I went back and read this. I was like, oh, I already know who it is. It it was really, when you think about it, like a fun time in Savage Dragon with so many, like, guess who this is, you know, uh, the yeah. Mighty Man. And, you know, is it the reporter who's got the same, you know, letters in his name? Is it, you know, who who's Mighty Man, you know? And then right. it was also, um, I mean, there was Star and then uh, there was one other person that... Oh, oh, of course, Dragon. It was like, is it Rod? This Rodney guy, you know, like what's what's Dra- yeah. There was a thing with uh, Powerhouse. Yeah. For a while too, wasn't it? Oh no, that was Overlord. Who was Overlord? And it was never mind. But yeah, I was just trying to see if who was fooled by this when they read it. But apparently, none of us, because we already knew who he was when we read this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I can't remember at this point. So long ago. Because reading it now, seeing all the hints that points to Peter Clapton seems so obvious. And, um, but at the same time, in the letters column, Eric's like, well, I'm not going to, we, we don't know who he is yet. I thought, like, reading this, that he did a good job, kind of like, it's easy in hindsight now that you know. 
But that's the thing that I'm trying to see. Like, is it just because I'm a smartass and now because I already know that it seems like no idiot would fall for this? Yeah. But you know, you know, who knows? Maybe if Raven was here. Maybe he. Maybe he was a sucker. Maybe he maybe was. He got sucker. But I do know Augie was the first one to figure it out in the letters. Well, I believe in the letter column of issue two, Eric says he has to be very careful about what letters he prints because they may contain spoilers, right, perhaps. Right, right, right. Uh, so he has to be noncommittal on some some responses. Right. But whatever. It is star number one. Let's go. Well, interestingly, uh, as we talked about last time, Tom and Mary Beerbaum are now contributing to various highbrow books. And in this case, they are apparently in charge of the whole story, uh, yeah, not just the... Uh, I should add that they still live in my town of Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> as far as I know. Do they no still changes. are they writing anymore for comics nah, or anything? I don't as far know. as I know, not really. I think they're just riding their bikes around uh Presque Isle down here by the lake. I gotta say the first the opening scene of Star is pretty pretty good. I like this it. first I like the page setup. is really good. I like the way that this is set up. The, with the reflection, reflection in the window, yeah, That's and then, very smart. You know, <clears throat> it's very Spider Man esque. Like mm-hmm. you know, he's setting Star up to be like a Spider Man character. Um, there's a lot of information kind of in these first three, four, five pages. You get the tie in with the vicious circle. Uh, you've got Star making the Spider Man esque quips. You know. Very jokey. Quips constantly. And the beer bombs are really good at it. Oh, yeah. This is some good spider quips. Um, The only problem that I have with this opening scene is uh, Gauntlet is very generic looking. I really wish Eric would have designed some guy for him. And his little bozos that he have that all have their own little uniforms doesn't feel very vicious circle to me. Right. No, they're very goony go- goons. Um, I mean, to be fair, they're all me- minor. Com- to be fair, this gauntlet guy isn't meant to stick around very long. No, but it's a minor complaint. But and they are they do mention that he's with the vicious circle, but that, they don't feel for vicious circle to me. I, I think it's funny that the gauntlet guy's got this giant gun. But yeah, <laughs> right. He's got like gauntlet two hundred pound fists. Like yeah. He needs think, maybe he needs them to lift the gun. The, the gun doesn't do anything. He just, just drops it in one That's... page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird that he's like he's using it to threaten the the model here. But he's got goons with guns. They all have guns. He can just crush her. Yeah. I don't you know, know what? I think that's the problem with the goons being associated with the vicious circle. There's they're not freaks. Yeah. At least they don't appear to be. They they appear to be human, which you would not really associate with the vicious circle. Yeah, it, it just needs Star needs someone to shoot with Shrukins. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, we can probably assume that they all have, uh, if they're with the vicious circle, that they probably all have super strength. <laughs> yeah, they're all bulletproof. Their wiki probably says they have super strength. It's one guy that can multiply. <laughs> oh. There you go. That, that would solve the problem immediately. Um, yeah. Now that we're Rapid talking about the fire. issue, we should probably just mention it, it's drawn by uh, Ben Herrera. 
Yes. And I'll say this based on what I'm looking at on Comic Vine. He has not done very much. Uh, his longest run was like a nine issue run on uh, Freaks at uh, at, Alt- at at uh, Malibu. Is that F R E E X? That is. Yeah, okay. that's spelled. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that title out loud before. I <laughs> guess I didn't realize it's pronounced Freaks. Yeah, I don't think it's horrible. It's not my favorite <clears throat> stuff, but I no. think it holds up better than a lot of the early image stuff. It's it reminds me of a wish.com version of like Jason Pearson. Yeah, uh, that's that's very yeah. I totally see that. Kind of the the squared off kind of look on a lot of the characters. Yep. Like it's not bad, but it's it's just very plain. And it's hard to like compare after reading like a Dave Johnson comic because the backgrounds here are very sparse. Yes. Just lots of speed lines, which the right. speed lines aren't even that great. But uh, like I said, not the worst. It's definitely better than a lot of the art that was considered passable back then. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's not one of the... It's also not the worst highbrow no. book that we're going to see. But it's good. It's it's a fun style. Would you, would you say it's better than the Deadly Duo art? Uh, I think it's better than, better than the John Cleary, Cleary one. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the. Back then, I probably would have said no. I probably would. I I bet you that John Cleary one was one of my favorites back then because it looked like McFarlane, and I you know like everybody else back then was a huge McFarlane nut. And now I can't. All I see is all the flaws. And I cannot like it. Like I just. It's weird how how different my tastes have evolved, but. Well, you should be it. lucky, Craig, that there is not a letter of yours printed in an issue of Savage Dragon where you declare <laughs> that you think John Cleary's Deadly Duo series looked better because I wrote a letter that said exactly that, and it's printed in, a, in an issue of Dragon, and I would love to take that back publicly now. I get it, though. For that time, though, everybody was like yeah. eating up anything that looked like McFarlane, right? Right. And honestly, like I thought the McFarlane Spider-Man book was like the best thing ever to come out ever, ever. Nothing could ever top that. And now I look at it and all I see is the flaws. Like I just, I don't feel anywhere near what I felt then. Agreed. But Ben Herrera, uh, he does have some good angles here on his action. Um, There's some good movement in his panels. It's just said, um, not bad. It's just like you said, sparse. Sparse, and it feels like the camera angles are kind of just pretty vanilla, you know. Star's head is oddly boxy too. I think right. that's just yeah his style. And I, I do like the idea of a, a star motorcycle. <laughs> I love the star cycle. Like the idea that you know. Peter Clapton just wants to be like a Batman type guy. Yep. And then he shows up in the second issue on the jet ski. Yeah. Just has all these toys. Yeah. Stuff a millionaire uh, musician playboy would have. I mean, there's no coincidence. It's an interesting concept. I'll give you that. I just don't think it was fully executed 
the what, best the, way. The the premise of the uh, the rich uh, celebrity who wants to everyone to believe he's a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's a great concept. Yeah. Weird, but it's would, like once you figure out who the actual guy is, like then where do you go from there? Right. I guess from a story perspective, you get to have an on again, off again relationship with Alex, and that's where that goes. Right. <laughs> but um, it's it, it, have you did either of you ever find it weird his name was Peter Clapton, or distracting yes. that his name was Peter Clapton, like well, Peter Frampton and Eric Clapton? Yeah, that's it's, what yeah. it's supposed to be. Okay, so it's weird to have a. Your main, well, your quote-unquote main character have a pun name like that, like 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 the other pun name celebrities. Larson does, or like like hair repair testes. Justice Farrell. Yeah, that's uh, oh wow, we are two for two, aren't we? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenheimer, I think, was in the Deadly Duo. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah, Rita but usually Meter they're Maid. not a main character. Yeah, Meter Meter Maid, I guess. But not a take on an actual celebrity's name. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Rivers. Yeah. Jerry Rivers. <laughs> Sometimes Thanks. it is a bit distracting. Like, it does pull you out, but it's also kind of fun. But it also, it. I mean, it's a good shorthand because, you know, you hear that name, you know exactly who he is. That's yeah, true. Right. You, you hear you hear Clapton, you go, musician. Yep. Right, right. Good point. But uh, this 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 uh, top of train fights fun too. More. Uh, this is the thing about this these, this issue in particular is that it's full of action. It opens with action. We get a big train scene in the middle, and then it uh, ends with the uh, with the flying drones over the water. That's kind of what this 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 issue in particular, and then possibly this whole series is that you see a lot of star in action which you can really appreciate, except for the fact that in doing so, there's very little time to develop, like, Peter Clapton and his little clique as, like, characters. You just kind of get cutaways to them. Like, they're almost, like, they're almost, like, secondary to their own title. I wonder if, and I'm thinking about this from, like, a writer's perspective, is if you spend too much time with Peter Clapton... Right. ...that it would become very obvious that he is not the same man. Right. And uh, his uh, his mysterious bodyguard, but I I agree though. As a reader, though, it is a weird uh, pacing to these stories because you do want to know more about him, and they give you very little. The train heist is fun because you get that like really weird techno train car, like trying to steal the train. Yeah. It's one thing I'll say over these these two issues that we read that we read for this episode. I still don't really know what the the goals are for these bad guys. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes in in the in the future issues because I, yeah. I haven't re- I have not read ahead. I'm no, cho- I've cho- read all of these before, but like for this, I just read one and two, and Same. I do not remember. Same. If these bad guys show up again later, I know more gore shows up, but. I think I do think it's funny like these like quote unquote drone things is like way before yeah. drones are a real thing, you know. Yeah. These uh these guys he's fighting are definitely techno like not See, it's interesting cuz they they're also like cyberized techno guys with armor. And the, and to be fair, the armor stuff is the designs are pretty cool, but coming yeah. off of Dave Johnson's 
like last time. It's it's it's, it's not quite as good. Whereas, it's also not fair to compare this right, to Dave Johnson. Right. <laughs> I mean, no no offense to Ben Herrera, but he's no he's definitely no to Dave no Dave Johnson. But well, they're not bad. But it looks like this is like a book more for like a younger audience, like that's the simpler true. art style, the simpler stories. Um, a lot of action. Like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, action stuff. But I can't imagine if, as a reader, if this was my first introduction to Star, if I read this first issue and I'd be like, I got to get the second one. Yeah. Because you I... don't know that there's a mystery. The. Yeah, that's uh, true. The twist, you, you don't see coming because they don't really... Tell you about it. Tell you that it's yeah I don't. Know. You you do get a big clue about it in this issue when we go to the uh, the um, kung fu training well, scene, sparring. the sparring when Chris yeah. comes in and wallops him with basically no effort because it kind of shows that we've just seen Star like fighting on top of a train, and yeah. you're telling me this guy can't you know go one on one with this guy? Yeah, one hit and he's down. Right. I think my problem with the issue is like after the first scene, it's I don't know. It's like the like the characters aren't interesting. Like those robot things kind of show up real quick on the train. They don't really do much. He jumps off the train, and then the drone things are just kind of boring. They're just I don't know. Right. It just doesn't. I'm just like yeah. He's not fighting guys so much as he's fighting like tech yeah, yeah. Or maneuvering off a train or whatever yeah, it is. It's, is it's just like yeah i would much rather like one or two guys going at it and just really get a feel for star than just him jumping from place to place to place but i will say those beer bombs like they got that dialogue down yeah it's a yeah. shame that they haven't done more stuff because i really like reading their scripts yeah they have a their their, their legion stuff is great I'll, I'll tell you that for free. I have a bunch <laughs> of it that I've never read because I was a time when I was just collecting a bunch of given stuff. Yep. Yep. But I think I, I, it's my run is incomplete. I think I was waiting till I have the, all the stuff, my uh, blind spots filled in, and I just never got around to it. But, um, but I feel like issues one and two, having read them back to back, should have been condensed into one issue. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we're jumping on to issue two. I mean, that's I mean, unfortunate. We unfortunately, we have to. There's nothing really anything to say with about the, it. the ads or anything. And uh, uh, I will are... say that the last page, there's that panel of Star's face where you can see his lips through his yeah, mask, which is disgusting. <laughs> that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh yeah, he's making. Yeah, you see it. Like pressing it's through the material, horrifying. <laughs> Looks horrifying. like a blow up doll or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see his nose. Th- thank you for that, Craig. Thank you for putting that into my head. <laughs> All right. Well, now maybe it's not so bad. But no, there's really not a lot to say about this uh, first issue. We got some of the ads again. The this ain't no seafaring samurai for Vanguard number one, which we maybe figured out years ago and forgot again forgot. <laughs> what yeah. that reference as is. of this recording we have not figured it out 
You got the Savage Dragon Pewter Limited Edition. Solid 100% pewter. Only Three plus inches tall. Did you get that one, Craig? I did not, no. I was not never into statues, really. No. I got all the like figures. Although I didn't get the Ninja Turtles. I only have one of the Ninja Turtle figures, but... No, the statues are not my thing, really. Although I did buy, I actually online because I bought one of the, remember the dark ages, darker ages, the mini pewter things that came out years later. They did a dragon, a rapture, and a mighty man. Oh yeah, yeah, I completely forgot about those. I got the dragon one. Are and either of you? And it sucks. Are either of you familiar with Stormwatch? Like it's hit, like it's run. No. I bought like the first five or six issues. I want to say. I think like Jim, was it Jim Lee did like the first two issues or something, and then was like done or something. I forget. I know that Vic Bridges was originally supposed to be right. The I on remember that. that. Yeah. It's just uh, this issue, uh, this ad is talking about the end of Stormwatch, and my yeah. recollection is when Stormwatch ends, Authority begins. So yes. I guess Stormwatch, but this is way too early for Authority. That's so, when they're back to DC, right? Yeah, I guess or it no. would have been like one of the DC launches, relaunches, perhaps. I don't know. I just don't have enough information. It's up to issue 23, according to this ad. Yeah. That, I'm seeing uh, this ad yep. for Savage Dragon 20, which that is not the cover for it. I, I feel like Stormwatch was like... Uh, who was the guy that used to like kind of ghost the Lee's pencils? Scott Williams was it, or I wouldn't like, know. I feel like it was like the same situation as Savage Dragon Thirteen, where Jim Lee might have just like was it Scott Clark? No, I I just feel like Jim Lee Scott for the first few issues. Yeah, like someone kind of drew it, and Jim Lee maybe did little touch ups here and there, but it was kind of sold like a Jim Lee book. Just the. Uh... Oh, oh, Wildstorm. What is it? Wildstorm. Was that the name of his studio? Jim Lee, yes. Homage. No, yeah, I Jim, couldn't remember if it was Homage no, or no, Wildstorm. No, no, no. Homage is a, sub, is a sub brand within Wildstorm. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, homage, was, homage was specifically for like uh, Astro City and um, no. I want to say. I feel like it started off as Homage. No, it maybe changed. Definitely Wildstorm. Wildstorm had several imprints. They had Homage, and they had um, Cliffhanger, and they had. I think though, when Image started, it started as Homage. And I then... feel like it was too. I remember getting the Inside Image book, book that where came all out. the studios. Yeah. And then I feel like Wildstorm. It after he started pulling more books in from other creators then it became unless well to be fair i never paid attention to what jim yeah. lee was doing so it could have been uh wildstorm was established first I and I, yeah i you think you're right I, I don't know if you look here i also don't give a shit yeah. okay so you're right i guess i wasn't aware of this part of their history homage was an was uh wikipedia says image grew out of homage studios and was founded by artists Portello, Jim Lee. Okay, weird. I didn't know this. It's like Brandon Choi or something. There's no details. Because yeah. it says here, Wildstorm, founded by Jim Lee and Brandon Choi, was one of the founding studios that formed Image Comics. 
It says, but it says Image grew out of Omaha Studios. So Do they mean Mirage? Uh, you know that would make more sense, but I don't know. It wasn't so unless it's Wikipedia. You can't trust any of it. Unless homage was just what they called their studio, like Before? while they were still working at Marvel, possibly. Maybe they just had a, a group of guys that just hung out in the office and they called it homage studios. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's, it's nothing now. Rip Claw Three. I don't remember what Ballistic Studios like. Top Cow and Ballistic Studios. don't know what that is other well than... at this time there was like a lot of like sub um uh, labels starting to get thrown yeah. around then you get extreme studios with blood pool task and soul which the anatomy on soul is pretty weird who drew this who cares Amazing talent of Patrick. Patrick. Pat Lee. Oh, okay. It just says Patrick. It just says amazing talent of Patrick. If you look under the task, oh, okay. there's a Pat Lee on the street sign. All right, I see that now. But they just have him as Patrick. <laughs> Pat Lee went on to draw those uh, Transformers for Dreamwave. Which he got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, because he was drawing Transformers and not weird people it, it always blows my mind how there were so many like life filled clones like bloodpool sounds like a parody yeah yeah i mean that's the thing is extreme studios went into self-parody very early yeah they flanderized themselves very early on just, uh, and then there's the Max. This is this beautiful. ad. This ad is weird because it doesn't actually promote anything specifically. It just says go read the Max. Hey, well, stop here, yeah. please, 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 please. Reminds me of like a Larson ad. Looks it like really Hi- looks like Hayachi from Tekken on the cover. What was that guy's but, name? Like Mister Black or something? Mister Gone. Yeah, that's right. It's nice looking. Painted. Yeah, it looks great. I mean it. Max you don't need a, a specific issue number. Just go and read whatever issues available. Max was a fun series. It was just cool to look at. Uh, so, see issue two. Are we going yeah, to issue two? Star issue two. Um, covers kind of interesting with them falling out of the sky, which I guess is where we left off last issue, more or less. It's exploding uh, guts on the cover. Yeah, it's a little weird well, for a cover. Yeah, yeah, you do see the little bloodstreams come out of his back, although I think the guts are actually tubes, techno tubes. Mm, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, it's red splatter, so I don't know. It's hard it's to weird. say. Really intense, and it's hard to say like who's shooting at him, because it ain't Star. Yeah, or he's just like exploding. <laughs> I gotta say, I hate the Star <laughs> logo. It's I pretty. Really it's do. pretty plain. And you know what? I hate embossed logos. Embossed I don't, things. I don't think I ever noticed this before. Don't Star and Mighty Man have the same chest Starburst logo? Uh, I have to look. Kinda, check this I feel up. like Mighty Star Man's is just got a, a lot. Star. Yeah, Mighty Man's like 
I think it's uh, uh, like no, they're they're both the identical oh, star on his forehead, on his head, on his forehead. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, and in, yes. and in, and in the logo, they are identical yes, to the to yes. the original Ann Stevens star uh, burst. Well, I, I think how it's drawn changes. Like on the cover, it's more like the Mighty Man one with a longer tail, right? Whereas like in the book, the f- the four sides are pretty even. But right. yes, it does very, it does, it very, does very a bit. I don't. I guess I never noticed because I'm just more used to Lightning Bolt Mighty Man at this point. There was. I just saw today there was an ad in the back of one of these books for Star that had a different logo. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Was was it? I'll find it. Oh, okay. It's um. In the back of this issue, there's these comics rule, and the fourth image is all the secrets revealed. Star, it's very small. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird logo too, but I kind of like it better. What what, what I, issue? What what which issue? It's talking the about? back of issue two, on the inside back cover. There's a double page black and white ad for. Oh. oh yeah okay yeah there is a completely different star logo there uh i actually want to say it's better yeah i think so this one just i think it's like, a little better i don't know it's it, legible i will say but it the second issue logo works better than the first one there's too much silver yeah on the first issues there's star and then there's the star behind him that is also silver i don't know it's a little bit bit much but i do like this other logo and i wonder why they didn't use this one well it's for it's advertising for issue four maybe they changed it at the end and then just never used it i wonder that's weird because i would understand if it was advertising issue one and then they changed it later i don't know it's cooler looking they didn't use it that was a mistake that's on you larson no this star just looks like simple, like font embossed, like Photoshop embossed font or something. Um, so his little escape here at the beginning is a little odd because he's getting towed by these these ships. Okay, so they got him wrapped up by the wrist and the feet to drag him, you know, where to drop him to his death on this spire. But he manages to like yank him into position to like pull him away to to save him. It's just odd that. Their 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 tow cables are like like they don't detach. Yeah. Because you'd think they just detach from the from the unit and then you just fall. Some yeah. of them I don't even know how they're holding on to them. Yeah, it's a little it's it's awkward conceptually. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I I just <laughs> like fighting these mini airplanes. It's just. Eh. Like, if there was a cable <clears throat> and it had a different little drone on, on the end of each end of the cable and it was kind of looping around him, I could see that. But it's just, it just doesn't make any sense how it's even holding him. Right. That one's just attached to his belt. And how long is he flying for? Because he goes from, like, being in the middle of Chicago, I'm assuming, to, like, out in the country. Yeah. 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 yeah, with like mountains and stuff. He's in DeKalb now. 
Where are there mountains there? <laughs> I don't know. Like, also really odd. There's an ad in the middle of the story that never ever happens well, in the this reason for that is because there's a double pager coming up that was not um, planned for. Planned for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, because there's two ads. Because there's another double pager later. That's the only time you ever see these ads in the middle of Larson's books. Somebody miscounted. Someone fucked up. Yeah. Yep, it is just kind of weird how he ends up out in the country, you know, you know that that rural area that surrounds the Chicago, where the cows live, and the presumably the burning field was. Awesome. And then he takes this drone to his friend here, the scientist guy that I don't recall ever seeing again after this. Never seen before, never seen yeah, again. Is like, is like microchip guy. Yeah, I I kind of hate the one drone carrying him all his weight and he's just like the thing's just like got this you know thruster in the back that's not burning him up or anything like he holds it and i don't know yeah it's not a fan you're not you're asking the wrong questions craig you're poking holes tiny little cockpits (laughs) i wonder if that comes makes any more sense in the next couple issues of why there's a tiny cockpit (laughs) were there tiny men supposed to be in there (laughs) Someone uh, wanted a, a model accurate. Uh, speaking of double page spreads, how do you feel about pages laid out like this? I don't love them. Yeah. To be fair, it at least does a few things to make you know the direction you're supposed to be reading it by having the overlap. But I yeah. felt the yeah. I felt the middle column, the middle row, wasn't obvious enough. Uh, even though like- the because the, the overlap gets caught in the uh, gutter, so it's kind of hard to notice. Yeah, the, the blue panel should have came over a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, or con- yeah, I, Star's I shoulder underneath that, too. Or continued with the diagonal panels to, to keep the motif going. I think it would look too busy if it was all diagonal. But, um, yeah, I, I never like pages like this. Powers, they used to do this a lot. And sometimes they would do it where you have to read you're supposed to read one side of the page and then the other and sometimes it would just make it like this where you're reading from left to right over two pages and it got so confusing and it it just i don't think there's ever a way to do this that it's looks great i think the main problem is it starts with the top here the second panel right at the crease here the only thing that's going on the second page is Star's elbow in that panel. Right. It's just not enough. Inf- I feel like if it was split maybe towards like his waist area, so you could see the rest of his body continuing on to the second page, it would be clearer that you're supposed to read it as two pages. I don't know. I try to avoid these kinds of layouts when I do mine. Because it's real easy to confuse the readers. Yep. Right. A double page uh, splash, that's easy. It's one image. These can get tricky unless you are really clever at... Um, and and you have the added uh, uh, downside of like losing information in the gutters or just having yeah. the art broken up uh, in an unappealing way, which I think has happened here where you yeah. see his shoulder going across the page and it just kind of becomes a mass. It doesn't really look like it's supposed to. Right. To me, I feel like 
the sequence of like star crashing down to the ground it could have all been fit on the left page with less panels and you could have dedicated the second page to like this guy's laboratory and cool looking stuff yeah and yeah been so small like i just you know th- that whole top sequence is like you can do that in two panels you know like those first two panels I'm... could be combined I like the sequence of those panels all because it all has the same background. So yeah. You can kind of see Follow the, the flow motion. of it. Yeah. It's nice, but it could have fit on one page. Um, maybe it would have had as much impact. Yeah, but, I guess. But I do it does agree convey motion. You're right. It conveys the motion, but I do think, like you said, it would have been better to get maybe a bigger shot of this guy's lab because it comes out of nowhere on this. Yeah. That should have been its own page. Yeah, to really establish it, as opposed look, to look at the 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 first panel of the lab the establishing sequence shot. Yeah, where what is he's that? like inside a basement? But look at the car. Like, what yeah. is that? <laughs> it looks like it's like a a little kid's like. Uh, it looks so small. If that's supposed to be a basement window, it's, it's well, not it, great. well, it's it's a ground. It's a it's a basement window. It's only like that's all, all that's above ground. That's that's normal. You haven't seen like basement windows that look like that. No, but look at the size of the car. Yeah, that car. If that's a basement window, shouldn't that car be a lot bigger than that? I mean, the perspective. I don't know. That didn't bother me too much. I do it, it, like that the next panel is uh, an aerial shot, so it does seem like we're following through the window and then looking down on the lab. Right. Yeah. That's nice, but. I, I don't know who this guy is or what his relationship is with Star. I don't know if it is, he's going to be explained in issues three and four um, or not, but... He does say for a price, Star guy, we can do anything. So it sounds like he might just, you know, be a paid paid scientist, engineer that's, like, on call. Yeah. I don't know. Should have just had the guy that was bouncing Ricochet's rubber blood. <laughs> Bring him back and stuff. Then we get a bunch of guys that really don't care about no. this next scene. Too many. What, the, and then the, the one mob boss is in shadow, like like he's important. He's yeah, I don't know. What are we? Why are we leaving this a mystery? Maybe it's mood, no one. Mood lighting. But, uh, Just on his face, though, and in every panel. Unless he's got like a fucked up face, but I don't think he does. No, because we see it. We see it lit up in the final panel. Oh, we, yeah, we sure do. It's not. So, it's just for mood, I guess. Um, it's weird that Overlord would call this guy on the phone. Yeah, instead of just having a lackey do it, it seems. Yeah, Skullface it. usually makes the phone calls, right? Yeah, Skullface is the secretary of, of the <laughs> he's circle. I do like their Frank. establishing VC as kind of like the typical mob paying them protection money. That yeah. This guy's a little mouthy though to Overlord. I could see him being mouthy to one of the goons on the mm-hmm. phone, but Overlord himself. Yeah, Overlord would come down here and burn these guys to death at, at yeah. this kind of behavior. Uh, this arcade, this oh, it's it's highbrow arcade. Okay, so that 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 that's funny, because we see oh, arcade yeah. we see arcade machines for like Dragon and Vanguard. 
And it's uh, on the side of this arcade cabinet here, Dragon's Fin is incorrect. Yeah. But when, uh, when Dragon shows up later in this issue, it looks pretty good. So I I'm assuming... I feel like that's a like, reference from like Rick Leonardi's like, Dragon <laughs> from Vanguard. I would like to think that it was Ben Herrera making a statement. <laughs> that uh. when he shows up on merchandise or other things, they, they don't quite get him right. But probably <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> Too meta. And holy shit, those guys are huge. Look how small Star is. Yeah. He, he's depicted as pretty small, uh, which is odd because as we know who he is, he's, yeah, he's not. not that small. Yeah. Um, it is weird that one of the uh, goons that was on the boat just happened to be in this arcade. And he has a very uh, very obvious tattoo for, for being identified with. Yeah, very shitty tattoo. Same tattoo on his head that he had was a snake tattoo on his helmet. I think we just could see his face. Is what happened oh. there? Is that what it was? I think he had like yeah, I'll double check. I think he just had goggles and something on. Uh, on yeah, he just had uh, fancy sci-fi goggles, and he, his forehead was plainly visible. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, of course. I thought uh, it was a helmet. So, so the Viper guy was with another guy that had like a, had like a, a snake's like uh like back on his head, so they were like themed. But the other guy didn't have a snake head; he just had like the snake's body. He was. Yeah, I thought they were like Python Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> Python Patrol. Yeah, wasn't that the guys from GI Joe? Was it? Was that Tiger oh, yeah. Force and Sounds Python? Right. Those those were repaints of GI Joe guys. Uh, Only now they got tiger marks. Who are the? Um, every franchise has snake guys, right? He Man. Who are the guys in uh in Avengers? Oh like oh, the the, the, su- the Serpent Society. Yeah. Serpent Society, yeah. And then Invincible had the um. I know, yeah, the lizards or something. Lizard League. It was Lizard yeah, League. Lizard League. Yeah. Yeah, what it, was He Man's? It was like King Hiss. I don't know if they, they were had just, a group. They were just called the Snake Men. <laughs> of course. They, you of course. They would have come up with something a little bit more clever. Although they had guys named uh, Grizzlore and Roboto. So maybe Snake Men was just the best they could come up with. I, I had a, a group of snake guys in a story that I did once, and I called them the Serpenturions. <laughs> oh. So I might have to use that for later. It's not bad. We get a dragon cameo. Hey, it's dragon. Yeah. He's working with the vigilante. Doesn't seem to have any problem with it. Considering and last again, time. This, this, uh, the, these quips from Star are, are great. Yeah, he's pretty funny. The, the 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 quip stuff is actually pretty endearing overall. I'd say. Yeah. I really um, like it. It is interesting because you don't hear him quip as much in Dragon, and it's it's a lot more uh, quippy in this book. Yeah. When you when you look at the interaction between uh, Peter Clapton and Chris on the page where they're driving in a sports car, and you do notice now that like Chris has got band aids all over his face, and now it's kind of hard not to notice that. Right. right. Uh, this this whole thing about the tabloid saying that he used to be a woman is a weird weird thing. Toss in there. I, although it does tell us that Peter really cares about his image, 
Yes. And that's all almost exclusively what he's about is 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 cultivating an image. He wants people to think that he's star. Right. Yes. And I gotta say, I did not immediately realize this was the same woman from the opening in the first issue. Because uh, that's oh, who she I is. Did. Yeah, I, I realized that. I did know that. I think it would have been more clear if these two were condensed into one issue. Yeah. I did forget that Chris Robinson was associated with a vicious circle. I also forgot that. Well, I knew his brother was. Right, that was what I was going to say. Brother's his brother's bludgeon, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. or will become bludgeon. I forget because there's like a second bludgeon. Yeah, because that that always messes me up that there are two bludgeons. Wait, doesn't wait? Because isn't there also the other guy who like kidnaps? Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh, what's his face and Rita, um, Ralph. Yeah, that guy. That's that's unrelated to Chris. Never mind. That's yeah. That's William's brother. It's William's brother exactly. Yeah, I completely forgot that he was involved with the vicious circle. This is probably Skullface on the phone this time. It's it's all yeah, Skullface is the one that makes the threatening calls. What what kind of music do you think Peter Clapton plays? Because I'm getting a lot of mixed messages from this band. Well, based on the way they look, because he's like in a suit. <laughs> of course, yeah. it is re- it is rehearsals, and they're all like grunge and rock and roll. He plays like Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis, yeah, there he- it is. <laughs> and they're the new. Yes. Now, is is his manager talking to the tabloids? He's telling him that he burned his hair off uh, freebasing cocaine. Right. <laughs> that makes sense that he's like leaking this. He's the he's basically the one leaking this stuff to the tabloids it, to, to I guess cultivate the the, the image Peter wants. Yeah. Uh, but Peter's mad that he's not doing it the right way. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it is pretty clear, like, right away that, well, as of the ending of this, is that the the word is out that Peter Clapton is star uh, because yeah. he, he gets attacked here at his rehearsal uh, by a big flying ship with a few Dave Johnson accoutrements sticking it's out It's a cool-looking ship. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. Seems to be using, like, sonic weapons going, ee, ee, ee. <laughs> And then you get a shrunk. What is that? Shram, Shram. Oh, well, that's a Shram. Yeah, Shram. And a bada boom, a bada doom, a tomb, and a badoom, and then pa doom and poom poom. I gotta say the the people don't look that frightened. <laughs> Peter's pretty much a little weird. Scale's a little weird. Uh, backgrounds are sparse. Uh, luckily, there was no crowd that he had to draw. Yeah. I'm going to destroy this empty stadium. I'm just gonna Do start it during shooting. the concert. 
just uh, shooting these empty seats. Because yeah. they're just practicing, right? It's a sound check. <coughs> this is a better uh, way to end it, I think, than the first issue where he was just about to get, to get dropped on some antennas. Especially now, because it seems like it's it is starting to become a little bit more clear that maybe Peter is not Star. Yeah, I mean, there isn't a ton to say about this, is there? There really isn't. I don't know. It's the hard part about this series is that I mean, it is. I, I've said this before. It is a very serviceable comic book. Yes, it, it hits all the correct beats: action, adventure, a little tiny bit of intrigue. But it's just—it's fast-paced and slow at the same time. Yes, exactly. We're two issues in, and we don't feel like we've gotten very far, even though we've seen like five action scenes. Right. Yeah, I, I think you know, a product of its time. We haven't seen much a star at this point when when this was coming out, so it gives readers kind of. You know, at this point, we're reading it knowing all about Star for whatever thirty years. Yeah, and that's why I think maybe I'm being too unfair to it. There's still this game of who it is, who is he, what what is Star all about? You know, like we're starting to see he's got all these little contraptions and stuff. Starting to understand he's more Spider-Man-ish. So we're learning. You know, there's a lot, a lot more information if you've never read anything about star which people would be at this time then i think we're giving it credit for but yeah they have really cranked up the spider-man-ness of it which um to be fair i did i did want to mention this i found it a little odd like all of, like his like agile feats they feel pretty dangerous for a guy with no superpowers like swinging on cables, hundred feet yeah. in the air. Yeah, stuff like there's, that. I just kind of there's there's eight pages dedicated to him fighting those drones at the beginning of this issue. Yeah, oh, wow. that, that, that is a lot. It's too, a, that is a lot. And a lot of Consider, these pages are just like empty space. <laughs> yeah, it's speed lines that are spaced out weirdly. I don't know. It's it's not a bad looking book. It's just very simple. Like the art is simple, the story is simple, the pacing is very simple. Again, like if I had bought the first issue, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try a second issue, and I pick this up. I don't know if I'm sticking around for three. If I wasn't like a Dragon Super fan, right? Yeah. And and the thing is, this book isn't even written by Eric. I mean, I mean, well, no. to be fair, neither was Super Patriot because that was all no. Giffen and beer bombs. But this one has even less like Eric involvement. It feels like. Yeah, I think it needs, and like the beer bombs, the dialogue is really good. But I think maybe their pacing isn't great. Right. Uh, the and thing somebody too is... maybe could have helped out a little bit on um, beating, getting the story beats a little bit. It's also you know the, the villains aren't that interesting you know the drones yeah. and then when he's actually fighting people they're just regular people they're not it's not that fun to look at it's, it's okay yeah, it's just three big guys in shirts at the arcade 
One guy with a snake tattoo on his head. And a giant ship that comes and shoots sound yeah. waves. Well, I know that and there's some actual Vicious Circle guys that show up later in the series. But it just it does. It seems generic. The villains are simple. It's just simple. Yeah. Well, I guess they all it's can't not be very winners. ambitious. No. Serviceable, I think, is definitely the the best way to describe it. Yeah. But these would have been fine, I think, as backup stories, like running through the back of Dragon. Right. Like when Vanguard was running. I think there's just so much going on. New characters. Like, I'm sure that people were excited to, to read about Star, this new character. It just could have been executed better. I think, you know, he could definitely have his own book, or at least a couple of miniseries. Yeah. But I think like you said, either on issue one or two, it's kind of like once the cat is out of the bag, I don't know. He's not that interesting. He's no. got no powers. He's not like a rich guy that can have gadgets without, unless Clapton somehow still sponsoring him. And so coming at it after knowing all this, it makes it even less interesting. So I right. think part of that was the intrigue in the beginning of like they're making that a major plot of this like who is it so you're looking for clues who is Shadowhawk yeah yeah and there's and there's really not a lot of there's not a lot of red herrings in here no there's really only two people that it could be (laughs) Peter Clapton or Chris Robinson yeah. The obvious one is Peter Clapton. So if it's not him, then I guess it's going to be his friend. I think. I think if there were more, um, like what if, like, know, like what, 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 what if, like Peter Clapton had like an entourage, like, and like there was like four different people that Star could be, and then right. tease that for a while, and and you really put a, put the focus on like the rock star lifestyle, and then occasionally you have the Peter disappears and Star shows up stuff. Yeah, but let you me. You could tease it a little bit more. Go ahead. I was just saying. Let me ask you a question. Was, I can't remember. Is there even was Eric even playing at Star? Isn't Peter Clapton, or are we just everyone all along? Just like, is it obvious that he's trying to make a mystery of it, or is it just at the time is everyone just I think Peter Clapton is Star? did let me check something really quick no because i was reading some of the stuff in the back and it seemed like it was if you're just reading it straight at face value peter clapton is clearly star right but in some of the like letter columns and stuff it's like oh some of you guys have figured out the secret of star or whatever and i can't print those letters but that doesn't necessarily mean well, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it was ever identity. advertised like as a. Yeah, you you could you could be right. So I can't remember, and and I didn't read that at the time it came out. Yeah, I wasn't so around I at the know. time. But I also think just playing it up like he is Peter Clapton the whole time, and then you get hit with, "Oh, just kidding! It's been Chris Robinson the whole time." And it then, is a good yeah. punch. And then going back and being like, "Oh shit, that was right. so clear," you know. Yeah. So I don't know. But again, we're reading these retroactively with the knowledge of who these people are 
already. So it's 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 hard to judge. Right. But if there's not that mystery, then it makes these books even a little more boring to me in yes. my mind. Like if if yes. he was playing it straight, like this is Peter Clapton, there's no mystery involved, and everyone just thinks it's Peter Clapton. Right, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, there's not much to this. It's fighting some robots again. Toss the guy through a window. I, I, I really still don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> With the villains? Yeah, like what is the goal here? Or is he just chasing things down for clout? I don't I guess we're going to have to wait and find out in issues three and four. But it does seem like it's just a bunch of random shit. So I pulled out my uh, Savage Dragon Ultimate Collection Volume One. Just to take a yes. look at that star backup. Yeah. And at the end, at the end of that story, Star gets his hair burned off. Yep. And yeah. and he says out loud to nobody, "So much for my trademark hair. This will sh- this this will sure play well on Entertainment Tonight. This is no way for idle millions to be treated." Oh man, sheesh! I wonder if Inferno made it through that one. It almost is as if. He was supposed to be Peter Clapton all along, and right. at some well, point he changed his mind. Didn't didn't Peter Clapton remind me? It's been so long. Didn't Peter Clapton go out as Star a few times and get banged up before? Oh, yeah. I or, think he went out like once and got his ass kicked. And then he's like, "I need a bodyguard." Yeah, that, that and I think that comes up in a backup later. Yeah, it was in flashbacks. And of course, then of course, then there's also. Uh, during the Savage World, where he's fired Chris Robinson, and he goes out of Star uh, during the Possession story and gets murdered, gets absolutely killed. Also, that Star logo we saw—it's actually yeah. on in this backup, so it's actually an old oh. logo. Okay, that makes sense. But he—I don't think that he was planned to be Peter Clapton originally, because in the old graphic fantasy stuff, he was always Chris Robinson, right? Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. This dialogue's weird then. <laughs> Maybe he was told to say it so that in case any, any reporters are nearby. Right. In case somebody <laughs> hears him. I don't know. I like Star. I really I wish I liked this series more. Yeah, same. And uh, it's the beer bombs are trying their hardest. Uh, ben Herrera's trying. I knew I wasn't going to like this one. I just couldn't remember anything about it. <laughs> That's never a good sign. Because I, 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 I do, like, I, I love Savage Dragon so much, I remember, like, most of the series, or at least remember pieces of it. Like, I don't remember anything about this other than it wasn't that great. <laughs> right. It's, it's forgettable. It's the whole thing is leading up to the twist of, it being Chris Robinson, but unfortunately nothing leading up to that is all that interesting on its own. Right. Yeah. There's just, the mystery is just a mystery. It's like, it doesn't really drive anything. There's like no, there's no pathos to it. Yeah. And you're, if you're not expecting a mystery, then you're not trying to figure anything out. I don't know. I do. I'm looking ahead through issues three and four, and looks like three and four are, look more interesting. Well, we guess we'll find out in a couple of well, yeah. 
couple of shows up. Spoilers. Ooh, it was good to see that guy. Yeah. Well, Dragon's on the cover, so you know they're like, he's coming up. The obligatory Dragon guest appearance spot. Um, I guess that's it. That's all we got to say for this comic. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's 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 decent. It's just not the most exciting thing ever, which is unfortunate. Uh, I think that's kind of why it gets overlooked a lot compared to like its contemporaries of the 1995 crowd. <laughs> yep. So, um, just uh, I guess we'll uh, sign off and just say, uh, as always, you can find us at savagefincast.com. And of course, if you have any questions or comments or, you know, are you the biggest star fan on earth and love this comic? You know, you can write in and tell us at savagefincast at gmail.com. Uh, the show is found on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the places podcasts are found. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Signing off.